Time to wake up. DJ Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. The voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday! It's Friday. Hey, what you do yesterday? Nah, I didn't do much. What about you, Envy? Oh, it's funny that you asked. You know what? Uh, I went to a bunch of holiday parties. Shout out to Remy Martin. They had their holiday party. I had to DJ that. And also shout out to Def Jam. I went to Def Jam's uh, holiday party, which was uh, pretty packed. <laughs> hey, ye. Hey, good morning. Happy I do- Friday. I was doing the show by myself because you guys were you were getting your face beaten. Charlemagne is late, so I was uh, being your voice and Charlemagne's voice. Yeah, today is a great day because it is Friday. It's Friday. Now, uh, yesterday I was saying I was telling it's holiday party season, so there's a bunch of holiday parties. Uh, yesterday was Def Jam's party. They were looking for you, Yee. Listen, let me tell you what my day was like yesterday. I did three episodes of my lip service podcast back to back to back. I was exhausted. Paul Rosenberg was like, he's the, uh, I wouldn't say the CEO of Def Jam, he's the president of Def Jam he's right now. He's the president. Uh, he was like, where's That's Yee? That's my guy. I love Paul Rosenberg. He was like, you got here before Yee? I'm like, nah, she's here. You didn't see her? There was so many people in there, he wouldn't know who was. It was like packed. You couldn't see anybody. I was like, she's here. He was Paul like, Rosenberg oh, okay. is also Eminem's manager and business partner and worked with him since the beginning of his career. And I met him way back when Eminem wasn't signed. When This is a good story because Paul Rosenberg, actually, before he became who he is today, president of Def Jam, he was a lawyer, and he moved to New York from Detroit mm-hmm. and was living in an apartment with, like, three other people. It was a struggle for him when he first got started in this business, and nobody would listen to Eminem's demo until he ended up signing to Dr. Dre. Well, he tricked them, he fooled them, and yeah. now he ain't got nothing to worry about for the rest of his life. Yeah, no, that's a great story because he definitely went through a lot to get to where he is today. I respect Paul Rosenberg. He got me my first job at Sirius XM and yeah. Radio. Yeah, so shout out to everybody at Def Jam. I was over there yesterday. Fab, Jeezy, shout out to Natina. It was great. I missed a couple of uh, holiday parties. I'm, I've just been running crazy. The I heard holiday party was yesterday. I missed that one. <laughs> I didn't get invited to that. Yes, it was signs all over the place. We all got invited. Yeah. Oh, that's what that sign was with the Coquito? I thought that yes. was for Angie Martinez. <laughs> I, thought that was Angie Martinez. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was the annual no, Angie Martinez the, Coquito the holiday party. party. Yeah, no, we missed that That's what that, that was one. for? Yes. You know, it's crazy. I did see those signs, but I thought those signs were for the party that we had Monday. No. But we also all got emails. I, I don't never check my emails. Yeah, I never check my email in years. Yeah, so they know how to get me. Shout to a loudspeaker. They had their holiday party. I missed that one. I was mad. I missed that I one. That, that was a couple of days ago. Yeah, shout to uh, Truly Original. I miss. That's a production company that I, I, I work with. I missed that one too. I missed a couple of them. I'm so you're sorry. just gonna shout out all the parties you missed? Yes, because I'm just wanna say I'm sorry I missed it. I, <laughs> That's all they want anyway. I've been, I've been working, man. I've been, I've been busy. All they want is a shout out anyway. I went to go get my uh, corn consultation yesterday. Did you? Hey, give yes. me a round of applause. Did yes. they take it off? They didn't take it Stop off the yesterday Stop because in order to do the surgery, because I didn't realize that. You need that. surgery your feet that bad, bro? They actually have to cut your bone. Yeah, they got to shave down the bone. I mm-hmm. didn't realize that corns have to do with the, the bone. And I learned a lot about corns yesterday. Corns are hereditary. And mm. my mom do have a big uh, corn on her, her baby toe. So I have two on each baby toe. 
So I'm going to do the surgery on January 16th. And I have to go into sedation, so I won't be here. I need to tell you all that now, okay? Wow. I actually had to get a corn removed on my little toe before. Really? Yeah, right. they have to cut your bone, and then it's because, what is it called? It's like the way your foot is shaped, and so they have to stitch it back together. So yes. you have to get stitches. You got to get stitches. So they yep. cut your bone, and they shave it down, and then they stitch it back together, and that's how your toe lays flat. Absolutely. And they say the corn will never return after that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get the surgery on January 16th because I'm going on vacation December 27th, so I can't get the surgery now because I'm going in the water. So if I was to get the surgery today... You can't go in the water? I'd have to wait like two weeks, but that would cut in the cl- too close and to my And you have to vacation. wear a foot brace. Yeah, you got to wear a foot brace. So I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait until after January. And I, I January was, 16th. Shout out to my mom, too. My mom called yesterday, and uh, she wanted to give you donkey today. Four. She was like, did Charlemagne put his foot on the table where they were serving food? Yeah, that's gross. Did you? You think I give a damn about what white people serve food? It was Michael Strahan. He's black. That is true. <laughs> she was like, Michael You're Strahan right. had to grab the food and move his food yeah, out the way. That's disgusting. I was like, yeah, that was Charlemagne. You know how many people breathed over that food before my foot went up there? And my foot was clean. Okay? That's your excuse. I got a foot? pedicure. I had a, my foot was clean. Ball, I had a spa pedicure the day before, a milk and honey spa pedicure. My foot was immaculately clean. My goodness. Okay. And when you get the surgery, it's very important for you to leave your foot elevated. Because if you don't, I think something could, with the bone is trying to set, so you always have to have your foot elevated. So I need to get a wheelchair then. No, not... <laughs> you need a wheelchair. <laughs> not all the time, but <laughs> like if you're if you're sitting here, you should have your foot <laughs> elevated on a chair. Now you're going to the airport in a wheelchair. I can play this one up now. Oh, don't, get it, don't get it to it. Now really he's getting the handicap sticking. you going to be parking in all hey, handicap if, spots. If you need me to do it, I'll do it. My goodness. All right. Well, Kodak Black will be joining us this morning. Today is a very ratchet, righteous show. This is If, you ever, if you've ever listened to The Breakfast Club, this is your first time. I know Fort Wayne, Indiana joined us this week. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect balance of what our show does. Okay, we got Kodak Black who Correct. provides the ratchet. And also Mark Lamont Hill. Who provides the righteous. There you go. That we are, this show is the perfect balance of ratchetness and righteousness. And I'm sure that sometimes Kodak Black is righteous and Mark Lamont Hill that is, is true. ratchet. That, that is true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. All right. Well, front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about holiday parties. Maybe you'll go to the press party that the White House is having for Christmas. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV hey. Angela Yee, Charlamagne uh, the God. Ha, ha, ha. Hello, it's we Friday. The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the Chargers beat the Chiefs. I didn't see the game last night, but it was 29 28. I definitely didn't see the game. I was laying on the couch, elevating my foot. Practicing. Stop. Stop. When I get my corns removed. What else are you talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about this Brinks truck that spilled money all over the highway in New Jersey. This happened on Route 3 in near East Rutherford. Right by the Meadowlands, right where the Giants and Jets play. Yes. So according to uh, the news, they said motorists had trouble navigating the rush hour traffic. Other people were getting out of their cars. They were trying to get that money. And it led to multiple crashes as well. They didn't say how much money was lost, but they did say it did happen, according to Brinks. They're investigating Yo, what went down. Salute to that snitch. That snitch. No, the po- snitch was everybody pulling out their cameras. Exactly. That's what I said. Salute to that snitch who pulled out their cameras and started recording everybody. And I don't understand why you weren't get in the mix trying to pick up big bills your damn self. I did, but I said, you know what? On the way home, there was people still looking for, for money. They were all in the wood area, all on, on the highway. My dad called me, and he, you know, my dad's a retired police officer. He, he said, you know, you could go to jail for that. I said, what? For finding money on the floor? He's like, no, those bills are marked, and that's stolen money, and if they find you, you'll go to jail. So I just kept going. I just think everybody got their priorities messed up. Like, the same way when a fight breaks out, you pull out your phone, you record, instead of calling 911, you mean to tell me it's money on the ground. Right. People picking it up, but you would rather pull out your phone and record it and get likes and retweets and attention instead of money? Yeah, that's Something stupid. wrong with y'all, yeah. I was with L'Oreal. She wanted to leave from doing our podcast to try to go get... I was like, just sit your... Damn. Yeah, yeah y'all need more ads for y'all podcasting. 
If she needs she to just run out and go get some free money. money. All right, now uh, let's talk about KFC. They are going to be selling a fire log that smells like chicken. Nah. The KFC oh. 11 Herbs fire and Spices log. Fire Log. So if you want your house to smell like fried chicken, nah. you can get that. Yeah, that that'd be a very weird flex to have to walk in somebody's house and think they're frying chicken, but it's just a fire log. And for you to brag about it. I got fire logs that smell like fried chicken. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Well, like, it's extra crispy. Um, <laughs> That's so very stereotypical, too. How do you, as a black person, walk into a store and ask for the fire log that smell like fried chicken? <laughs> and what if you walk into the store and they recommend them to you? Would you like the fire log that smell like fried chicken? All right, oh, Donald goodness. Trump has canceled the White House Christmas party for press. Are you surprised? Oh, nobody coming. Yeah, and he he wouldn't probably have gone either. You know, last year, CNN boycotted the holiday party because of the president's continued attacks on journalists. And last year, April Ryan, who was just recently up here on The Breakfast Club, CNN contributor, she also was left off the guest list for the first time in her 20 years of covering the White House. <laughs> so now this year, they're just not going to have it at all. Mm-mm-mm. Who wants to go to that? No way was going anywhere. Also, bomb threats have been emailed to multiple locations across the country. Now, they said they've been received in San Francisco, New York, Seattle, Miami, Washington, D.C., and other locations as well. There's an email that's demanding $20,000 via Bitcoin or there'll be a bomb for your... Uh, so it's saying if you don't make that transfer, the price will be your life and your business. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Maybe you had a bad night, a bad morning, or maybe you feel blessed. 800-585-1051. Maybe you were out there and got some cash from that Brinks truck. Whatever it may be, get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Salem! Hey, y'all. How are you? Oh, Salem, you went on a date. Did you get some? No. That's that's not even what I'm really worried about. What I'm really mad about, I have to vent you guys because my therapy session doesn't start till Monday. And my best friends are asleep, so I just want to talk to you guys Talk to me, Salem. Talk to us. Talk to us. And then I need y'all's opinion. So I went on this date or whatever, quote unquote date with this boy. I mean, yeah, boy. And long story (laughs) short, long story short, uh, he picked me up. It was nice. We went to this nice little Cajun restaurant in downtown Dallas. It was nice. So the awkward moment comes when the check comes. Uh Uh-oh. So, right. So when the check comes, he he just looks at it and was like, I didn't know you had that many drinks. Keep in mind, guys. No, he didn't. (laughs) Wait, all right. How many drinks did you have? I had about three shots and then one margarita. Come on now. That's a lot. That's like a lot. That's a lot for a first date. That that you can hold your liquor, girl. That's about eleven dollars, you guys. That's like eleven dollars. Eleven dollars with a two dollar Thursdays or something. It was it was very cheap day. I don't know. I didn't really look at that, but that's not even the worst part, you guys. So I ended up. I was like, I'm over this already. So I offered to pay for my sec, my my bill. So. She was just like, yeah, just you can do that. So, whoa, he let over. you pay for yourself. That's why you shouldn't have offered. You did have a lot of shots, though. Yes. You did have a lot of drinks. You shouldn't have offered because that was your test. You wanted him to be like, no, down. no, they I got it. They were watered down. Mm-hmm. Damn, Sam, you drink like that. a sailor, boy. I ain't gonna front. That's a lot of drinks. <laughs> okay, let her finish her story. So go ahead. Thank you, Yee. So anyway, so I called the waiter over and I was just like, hey, um, we're gonna have two separate checks. I'll just pay for my. He's already looking at me funny because the date was, it actually went well. And there was red flags or whatever. Like when he picked me up from my apartment, I went to stop at my car to go get uh, my driver's license. And the first thing he says to me was like, you should have just drove your car. Ooh. Like, 
Because he has an old car and I have the newer version, so I'm not really worried ooh, about that. Ooh. But, <laughs> that was a little shade. I hope he hears this. It's a little shade. Anyways, so when the waiter comes, um, I asked him, I was like, so if I didn't have my wallet, what would you have done? He was like, oh, I'm sure we would have figured something out. <laughs> I need to wash dishes. You know why? So I'm calling Uber. So I called an Uber by that point. So he was just looking at me, and then he had the nerve, you guys, to ask me, so can we go back to your apartment and just hang out? No. What? No, no, not at all. That's not even the worst part. The one, this here's the last part. So I get on Twitter later that night. He blocks me, and then I logged into my friend's account. He's over here saying I'm inconsiderate. I'm bougie, I'm expensive, and I just didn't know how to have a good time. Salem, I have to agree with all of all of the above. You, you are, you you are definitely Salem, bougie. I just you have to say, Salem, expensive. that was a small price for you to pay to not have to go out with this man again. So now you already know so what you, it is. And thank me. God. I knew you would be on my side. I knew you would be on my and side. And thank God you, you got it. it. Thank God you got it that you were able to get yourself home, okay? Y'all are so superficial and shallow. Drinks. You didn't tell us if this guy made you laugh. You didn't tell us if he was a nice guy. No, 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 all you was, was all you was talking was about, he didn't guy. pay for your drinks. That's the only reason. That's a no go. No, he was a great guy. Don't look look at this. Look how like, stupid this Salem. I love he, you, but this he, is stupid. Salem. You saying he's a great guy, but you mad he didn't wrong. spend eleven dollars in drinks? Four drinks on the first night is listen. Is, is, is I think if a guy looked at the bill and if a guy if a guy looks at the bill on a first no. date and says how many drinks you had, and four you had, drinks though. He was, and I bet you well, had a steak. Flags like there was red. What flags, did you eat? Like, literally, he, he he. I had I had like an eleven dollar meal. He had a fifteen dollar fifteen ninety nine meal. You had a steak for that. So his. His, his bill was more expensive. No, it wasn't. You had drinks. Salem, what happened to all my independent, all my independent? What happened to all the independent women stuff? What happened oh, to women having their own? I, 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 I pay for my bill. Don't that make me have it on my own? Yeah, but, yeah, but she also and she also independently decided that. Ask me out. Yeah, he asked, he asked her out. Whoever asked who out is supposed to pay. Salem, I would invite you Thank to my you. podcast, but you drink too much. I, I ain't paying for that one. Uh, y'all, y'all can invite Trav, but you know Trav just followed me on Instagram too. She is so cute. I'm gonna have to. If he wasn't gay, you guys. Yeah, he's definitely. <laughs> Salem, sit your hot cheap him. ass down, please. <laughs> Goodbye, Salem. Okay. <laughs> have a great weekend. Good Salem, gracious. my girl. I met Salem when I was mm-hmm. in uh, where's Salem at? Dallas. Is it Dallas? Dallas. So you yes, said it ain't Dallas. Was it Dallas? Yes. Okay, it was Dallas. I met Salem in Dallas. Salute to Salem. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, Lee? It's the trucker, bro. What's going on, DJ Envy? What's up, bro? Hey, nothing much. Chilling, chilling. I can't call it, bro. Uh, Hey, the reason why I'm calling, bro, first of all, I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? This is my second time calling. Okay. I was super hyped the first time, you know what I'm saying, with you and uh, Angela. And my uncle tried to talk and talk crap about me out there in Newport News, Virginia. He a uh, senior chief petty officer. Anyway, uh, I was trying to, I'm trying to do a career change, bro. Uh, I think I want to be like a, uh, uh, I'm a truck driver right now. All right. But I think I want to, uh, I want to be like a celebrity driver, bro. You know what I'm saying? Drive around to live. That sounds so s- stupid. Why? No, 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 listen to me, though. Like, because uh, I've been driving for about six, seven years. And I was hollering at my boy, uh, Big Face Barry, out there in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Talking about S&B. And I was like, man, maybe I can, uh, once he blow up, maybe I can be his driver. But You talk too much. First of all, first of all, you talk, you, you talk too much to be a celebrity driver. Because most oh, celebrities, man. when they... In I'm the, just talking in, to y'all, though. Yeah, but you, 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 you're a chatty guy, I can tell. When, you, when you're sitting in the car, if you're a celebrity, you know what I'm saying? I don't think yeah. that you want to be bothered with the driver just talking, talking, talking. You know what I mean? I enjoy talking to my drivers. 
just a little bit. You yeah, know just a little bit. And over too much. Yeah, you just got to read how it is. If the person is making conversation with you, you know, you can yeah. discuss things back with them. I think it's nice sometimes. Well, you got your CDL license? Yeah, I got my CDL. Been Man, around. you know how much money you can make driving trucks, but you want to drive around celebrities? I know celebs be on the on the road. They make bread, too, though. But the only thing with celebs is they only hot for a little <laughs> bit of time. Like, you know, you <laughs> might get one celeb, he hot for one song, and then you cold for the rest of it. You, you better stay where you're at. Somebody always needs a driver. If that's what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, but it's a big difference yeah. between driving Mack trucks and being a chauffeur. But, but that's his goal. Time, that's what he wants. Like, okay, I'll be DJ Envy got the bread. You know, if you need somebody to take him somewhere. I have a driver ready, sir. Sorry. See? His name is Ant. Shout out to Ant. And why not? And why not say you want to have your own uh, car service company? Yeah, that's where the money at. Yeah, Ant has I his mean, own car a, service that's company. That's a big picture, but you you gotta have money to do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So okay, well look, he's local, working up baby. to it. No, he's not. Yeah, just trying gradually. Yeah. But uh, Angela, yes. you be out there in Detroit all the time. You mm-hmm. don't you don't shout out all the rappers out there. They be going hard. Now I'm in Columbus. And you know Columbus and Detroit got a love thing, but you know you want talk- me to shout out all the rappers? He talks a lot. Still so talking. At least like you know, at least FMB DZ, he's popping. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Everybody shout out to Ice with Vezo. Shout out to Sada Baby. Shout out to Nisha Nishay, yeah. Rocky hey, Bad, Molly Brazy. Shout out to my girl Cash Doll, the Britney. Y'all doing y'all thing, man. You I definitely would be the worst chauffeur because yeah, you, you put your, you put your mixtape on while we drive. Absolutely. Chill, you in the truck? You, you in the truck? play too much anyway. Are you in the truck now? Don't worry about what you got to say. See? That's why we <laughs> What did he say? I didn't even hear All right, him. All right. I tuned him out. Have a great weekend. Yeah, I, I tuned him out. Did. I was too busy giving you half a star <laughs> on your driver rating. And shout and shout to uh, Ant and his pops of free ride transportation because they make sure I'm safe during the holidays and anytime I got to do a club party. So shout to them. Hello, who's this? Oh, it's James. What's up? James, what's up? Why, your phone sound a little crazy, brother. Oh, here. Hold on. Hello. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had you guys on speaker. Okay. Well, thanks for calling, man. Yeah, yeah. So basically, my sentence uh, <laughs> is that I got a deadbeat, I got a deadbeat baby mom. So we were married. We were married for like five years. Then, uh, then we we broke up. You know, we got divorced. And then after that, I got the kids. So I have the kids full time now, full custody. It's just shit for the life of her. She doesn't want to give me a penny for child support. I keep trying to be nice to her. Been nothing but accommodating to anything that she wants to do with the kids. The drive them there, drive them here, so she can do this and that with them. But she doesn't want to give me a freaking dollar. We come to it. We come to an amount that we both agree on. Like, oh, like this is how much you you want to do each month. Like, you know, we'll do this between us. We're gonna have to go through the courts. And she's like, oh, okay. So then it took her. It took me three months to get anything out of her. And then when I do, she's like, oh, well, this is how much I'm going to be giving you. It's like almost $200 less than the price that we first agreed on. And now she only gave me one month out of three months that since, since we come up to that, she keeps telling me, oh, next pay period, next pay period, I got to pay for this, I got to pay for that. But she doesn't understand that, you know, I got the kids full time. It's not like I'm just... I'm just playing around with this money. I'm not going to buy new shoes or anything like Bro, that. Bro, I ain't even gonna lie. I don't. I don't think anybody up here is listening to you. Angelie's looking through papers. Charlamagne is on the phone. I don't think anybody heard you, bro. It's him about I, some new shoes. I wasn't, pay, I wasn't paying him no attention, I'm going to be honest with you. I just, I just know you say you got a deadbeat mama. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Deadbeat baby mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You taking her to court? Nah, you see, that's what I'm saying. I've been nothing but nice to her. I've been nothing, nothing but nice to her. And it's hey, like you know what's crazy? I got me a corn consultation yesterday, bro. Uh, a what? A corn consultation. Oh, I heard that. Yo, you're funny. That's crazy, right? Well, I hope they, I hope you work things out with your <laughs> hey, child's, your right child's mother, okay? I hope y'all of... work things out. 
Have because a good one. remember, the main thing is the sa- the child grow up happy and safe. There you go. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, E? Uh, yes, uh, there's a lot going on. So we're going to start off with Nick Cannon versus Wendy Williams. I know we're going to talk about Kanye and Drake, and we might have to do that in the next hour because we got to talk about that for the whole entire break and beyond. All right, we'll get into that. And don't forget, Kodak Black will be joining us next hour. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Nick Cannon was on the Wendy Williams show and things were going swell until this happened. Now, you're spending holidays sleigh riding from one house to the other. All the next. over. I'm St. Nick for real. I mean, I got I, obviously I have an extended family, so I'll be visiting many houses over the holidays. But you know what's interesting? I'm starting off in Haiti, where I go to Haiti every year, uh-huh. and I give toys to an orphanage down there. So that'll be on, like, the 23rd. Nice. From there, I'll be, I'll be flying over in my sleigh. Uh, Of course, I got to pull up in Aspen, from Haiti to Aspen to California. I'm all over the place. And then to the oops, baby. (laughs) The disrespect. Mm. Well, Nick Cannon was very classy with his response. He posted a video on his Instagram. Got another genius on my hands. The golden child, no oops over here at Wendy's show, LOL. My guy is brilliant, reading at the age of one. F what? You playing a clip? Mm Mm-hmm. What about, what's this word say? Polar bear. Polar bear. What about this word? What's this word say? Tiger. What sound does tiger make? Water. <laughs> yeah. FYI, there's no such thing as an oops, baby. Because whenever you hit something raw, it's an opportunity. You may get an STD or get someone pregnant. Not wearing a condom is a choice, so it's not an oops. You know the consequences of that raw sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't call nobody's baby a oops. Yeah, it's not baby. a oops, baby. All right, now, Bill Cosby's lawyers have officially filed an appeal for his sex assault conviction. They're saying the trial judge is guilty of 11 legal issues. One of the things is allowing additional accusers to take the stand against Bill Cosby. According to Bill Cosby's lawyer, that infringed on his constitutional rights to due process of law under the Constitution because they admitted five prior bad act witnesses. And also, uh, not they said the lawyer didn't just allow, explain his decision to allow those five women to take the stand during Bill Cosby's retrial. So we'll see what happens now that they have officially filed that appeal of his sex assault conviction. Out of sight, out of mind, for real. I forgot all about Bill Cosby Did being you? in jail until you said that just now. Yeah, he's still in jail. He's serving three to ten years. All right, now, I know you probably forgot about this, too. Pharrell and Robin Thicke being sued for the song Blurred Lines. They had to pay Marvin Gaye's family $5.3 million. Originally, that judgment was for $7 million, but they filed an appeal. It got reduced to $5.3 million. The reason why people are talking about this case so much because of the song Blurred Lines and the Marvin Gaye Got to Give It Up song is because it wasn't the entire replication of the notes or the melody. It was more, they said it, it has a similar style and feel. So that's kind of a groundbreaking case. We'll set the precedent for other people who are going to be making music with the same style and feel of another artist. Yeah, it did sound like a sample of the Marvin Gaye Got to Give It Up record, though. It did. For right. Usually it would be like an exact replication, but this wasn't. So now, but somebody, for other people, you just have to be aware. But somebody heard the record, the Marvin Gaye record, and was like, you know what, let's do it like that. And they tried to get away with it, and they didn't get away with it. All right, Kendall Jenner. She made $22.5 million last year, which makes her the highest paid model in the world. She has a lot of endorsements. She did a select number of runway shows. She also is on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and all of that. So Who trapping her? 
I don't know who she's with well, right was now. Was she dating with homie from the um, Sixers, 76ers? Oh, Ben, ben Simmons? Simmons? Yeah. Okay. I think they're supposedly not exclusive, but who knows? Uh. All right, Kylie Jenner, by the way, made $166.5 million off of her cosmetics Dropping last a cool year. Dropping for Travis Scott. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Making, right. making smart decisions out here. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. E. Now, we come back. We got front page news. What are we talking about? Man, a seven-year-old girl just died while she was in custody at U.S. Customs and Border Protection. We'll tell you what happened. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Number one song of the year right here, and it's not even close. Lil Duval, Smile Bitch, featuring Snoop Dogg and Ball Greasy, okay? You know what the crazy part about that is? I agree with you. It's in the conversation. No, no, no. Yes. It's, the, it's the number one song of the year. Who's better? Who, what song was bigger than Smile Bitch? But you know what? I forgot. when I, Somebody asked, I did an interview, and I forgot about Smile Bitch. I well, said Sickle Mode, and I didn't put that record in the, in the top three. Sickle Mode is a cool record. You want to you know put Nice saying? For What up there? No. It's a cool. No, that was a cool record, That's too. That's a great song. It was in three. I said Nice For What. I said Sickle Mode, and I also said, what was the other Name one a bigger mantra than, than uh, I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you N-words this year. Name a song that had more cultural impact. More people was on social media gravitating towards. Tell me. Hmm. All right. Didn't even have a challenge to it. Wasn't no dance with it or nothing. Drop with a clues bomb for the king of R&B, Lil Duval. You better stop it, man. Okay. Okay. That's what people don't see. People were starting to agree with you, and then when you say that, Don't worry, when he you. drop his new single, okay? He's still not going to be the king of R&B. <laughs> all right, man. you sit there. Things happen. Things can change, there. all right? All right, well, let's get in some front page news. And what generation will we put him in? He's 41. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's new question. But he's a new artist. <laughs> All right. Well, last night in uh, Thursday Night Football, the Chargers beat the Chiefs 29-28. Now, what else are we talking about, you? Uh, let's talk about the alleged Russian spy. Maria Butina has uh, pleaded guilty to engaging in conspiracy against the United States. She's an alleged Russian spy who was infiltrating Republican political circles and influencing U.S. relations with Russia. This happened before and after the 2016 presidential election. So I know that was trending, so I'm just giving you guys that information. That's crazy to think that spies are real people. Like, you know, you growing up, you used to see spies on TV, but you just thought it was a TV thing. I didn't know that they was actually really spies in life. Mm-hmm. Now, she also has an American co-conspirator and boyfriend, Republican political operative Paul Erickson as well. So her sentencing is on hold while she cooper- cooperates with federal prosecutors on other ongoing investigations. She's facing a maximum of five years in prison. All right, a seven-year-old girl who was suffering from dehydration just died in the custody of U.S. Customs and Border Protection after she got sick last week. She was traveling from Guatemala with her father. She was detained on December 6th, and uh, she had not eaten or consumed water for several days. Started having seizures about eight hours after she was put in into custody by uh, Customs and Border Protection, and that's when they... she went into cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. I just said, I mean, they just put her in a cell somewhere and walked away. Like, they put her in some holding holding, holding facility and just walked away. It's really sad that I have... Listen, you know what their response is, uh, according to a spokesman? They said, um, unfortunately, despite our best efforts and the best efforts of the medical team treating the child, we were unable to stop this tragedy from occurring. Once again, we are begging parents to not put themselves or their children at risk attempting to enter illegally. Yeah, but even if they enter... You and know, by uh, the it, way, seeking asylum is not illegal. It's always been something that people have been allowed to do. It's just a long process, and it's the process is even harder now. If you're fleeing from something back home, you can seek asylum here, and people have been able to legally get here, but that process is definitely being threatened now. Yeah, but even if they attempt to enter illegally as a human being, shouldn't you have some empathy for a child? Absolutely. You're not going to give the child something to drink? You just let her die from dehydration? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, 
illegal for, for what? Just to prove a point? Just to say, like, look, this is one of the reasons you shouldn't try to sneak into the country illegally? Like, no. Like, God damn, man. <sighs> All right. That's the same way I feel about, like, doctors. Like, when you watch movies like John Q and, like, people don't have health insurance. I agree. If and somebody yep. needs help and you can help save people a life. like Save right the there. damn life. Or just born, you just go let them die because the they don't have no insurance. That's stupid. Like, have some empathy, man. I hope God treats you the same way, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back... Kodak Black will be joining us. Hello, Kodak. Mm. So we'll kick it with Kodak. Kodak got a new project out today, right? That's right. Got an album out today. So we'll talk to Kodak when we come back. Don't call Dying to Live. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. My nigga, little Kodak back. Kodak Black. (laughs) Yo, Hannah. Album is out today. Yeah. Tonight. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Dying to Live. What does that title mean, man? All of us got a due date, you know what I'm talking about? All of us got a death sentence. Like, one day we're going to die. So it's like, while we walking, while we breathing, we dying. I be really be feeling like, even though we live to die, like, some people be dying to live. Like, we searching for something. Like, something out there. Like, because I got everything that I that I really want. But it's just something that I'm searching for. What do you think you're searching yeah, for? What you searching I for? I don't even know what it's like. I need something. Is it love? I, I, I get that feeling from you, though, Kodak. Because you young, you're 21, but it seemed like you... You got good sense to me. Like, yeah. you know, even though you do wild stuff, it seems like you got good sense. I I, I, I kind of, like, give off all that. So, like, don't mess with me. I'm crazy. But I ain't crazy for real. Mm-hmm. I, I, ain't, I ain't crazy. I don't know. I believe the craziness just a little bit. Now, I, don't think, I don't think so. It's Florida, though. We all know the craziest people in the world come from the Bronx and all of Florida. That's, That's true. Just that it ain't really your fault. You from Florida. Yeah. You live in L.A. now. Yeah, I stay in Calabasas. Why'd you move out to L.A.? It's just different. It's like positive. Ain't ain't too much black people too. You don't want to be around God black damn, people. Damn Kodak, that's don't say that. Oh yeah, cause they gonna twist. Oh yeah, Kodak, 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 Kodak. But listen, okay, no, no, no. Listen, all right, boom. See, in Florida, like everywhere I go, it's like people just like me. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? So it's like you is like your environment. So if everybody packing iron, I'm gonna have to pack iron. I'm gonna have to be on bull too. But in like California, everybody, nobody ain't with that. Like you can't even tote pistols over there. People breaking their houses over there. Like sure yeah, they break their houses, but because they think like people ain't got no guns in their house. But like in Florida, like everybody got a gun. So it's like, it's different. So as so soon, soon as you got money, you was like, I got to be out. Yeah, I was like, when did you leave? So when I came home this time. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't having it no more. Was it the passing the XXX as well? Was was that some? Oh, yeah. Thing? Hell yeah, that too. But at the same time, see, listen, I had a sword tell me. He was like, damn, y'all kill an ex. Like, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if they would have did the same thing to me, cause I still be in a hood. I still be going through the in Florida. I still be vibing and shit, but but that's the problem. It's like King, you gotta have people around you that say Kodak, you don't need to be out there in the hood like that. Sometimes miss it. Sometimes, but but I know I can't get too comfortable, cause when I'm dying, there, I want to hang out and all that shit. But are you dying to live? I don't want to put that out there, cause I felt like that's like kind of when I saw X videos, hmm? I kind of feel like certain. Shit. I was about to call it died to live. But I was like, nah, hell no, nah, because I don't want to f- around and die for so real. So you don't want to put certain things in the atmosphere because yeah. you feel like that might generate. Yeah. It seems like you've learned a lot and grown a lot since you first got in this industry. Yeah. What are some things that you feel like are different for you this second time around with this next album? I'm more conscious. I I, I really, even though I still got that switch, that off button, that I ain't trying to think about nothing. Just go. What, what, what did that? What sparked that? Did you start reading some books in jail? Like, what was it? I always a read, mentor. but I just ain't never used to like to just be conscious of shit. I just used to like, just like, like my ignorance and just like, it. You know what I'm talking about? You thought it go over people's heads. 
Yeah, I just, but now I'm just like, I can't be like that. That's stupid. Do you, you pray a lot? I ain't going to sit up here and lie. I don't pray a lot, but I feel like God be with me. Like, and he, even sometimes when I try to pray, it, it, I don't be really knowing what to say. He know what the heart is trying to say. Because I feel like you got a sense of spirituality in you. Yeah. Like, I don't know where it's it come from. Is it it's your, is your parents, your, your grandparents? What is it? It's death. I saw you talking to our guy, Papa Keith. Yeah. And I saw you talking about wanting to propose and get married and all those good things, and you have everything planned out. Yeah. How you want to do it in your head. You think you'll get married young? I want to get married in my 20s, or I don't want to do it no more. 20s or nothing? Now when you're supposed to be a hoe, you're supposed to be a hoe till at least 30. No, man, because everybody got A's around here, dog. Oh, God, no, they don't. And uh -huh. you can still protect yourself, Kodak. It's yeah, condoms, I, Kodak. I be, I be. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at yeah. condoms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't wear no condoms. You from Florida. It's too hot to wear condoms in Florida. <laughs> no, it's too hot. <laughs> so you want to get married in your 20s? Yeah. You think you could be monogamous, though? Yeah. Do you know what monogamous means, Kodak? <laughs> no. I know, exactly. That means, do you, that can you be faithful to one woman? One woman, all the way. Yeah, Forever, I could. Listen, the other night, I fell asleep on the phone with a girl. I ain't do that since, like, middle school. So that's your girl? Or you were just tired? Because I was getting tired of just... FaceTiming and hanging up. Yo, I gotta call you right back and call another girl. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know how I did it, but I just, I dug it and I was just on the phone with. Is her. That what, you saying? what was you saying to her? We were just chopping it up, like picking each other. I was picking her brain. She was picking my brain, but. So you for, like the first, for the first night ever, you talked to only one girl. Yeah. Is that like, the one? I hope so. No, okay. okay. Oh! She from? She from Michigan, but she stay in Florida now. Let me ask you a question. What you gonna get her for Christmas? That that says a lot. How much you, mm -hmm. you gonna spend? Hey, listen, Christmas. I'm gonna be in California. I ain't going home. I'm, I'm hiding from there. You, you, you can send her. You got her stuff. Gift. You got FedEx, UPS. No, Are you gonna spend man. the holidays with her? That's no. a big question. See, I, I feel like that'll mess her head up if like if I already get her something. Oh, you just met her. Sort of, kind of. Man, ain't nothing wrong. I, I always say it ain't tricking if she worth it. Nah, he right, though. He can't you start, she he can't start so Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just met her. That's too fast. Did you tell her you love her? No. Hey, listen, you know, you see, the thing is, it's like it's messed up nowadays because I had asked the girl for her address. I was going to send her, like, a big bell, like, eight feet bell, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. It cost like eleven hundred, but it was it was a straight bell. So I say, what's your address? She said, why? You going to send me edible arrangements? <laughs> you got something better than that. You sitting there a big ass. No, bell. but I'm like, I'm, but I'm what's like, damn, like, what's, what if I was? She's like, what you gonna send me flowers? I'm like, man, but crazy did she now, say dude. it in that tone or maybe? Yeah, that's how I took it. Yeah, but damn. you, but you, you f her head up because you sending her something better. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Nah, she did it. Dead her though. If he want to send her an edible arrangement, what's the problem? Yeah, what's the problem? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't I guess be... he wanted something more thoughtful, maybe. But it's the thought that counts. So I understand what he's saying. Yeah, right. If a girl asks you what's your address, cause she want to send something to you, are you giving that up? She gonna rob you. I give her a little PO box. So <laughs> PO box. <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you let girls like come and stay at your house? She come. Can't okay. say stay though. <laughs> yeah, come on. What's the last thing you bought a girl, Kodak? Not that teddy bear, I guess. Nah, that teddy bear was crazy. I ain't buy that a ring pop. Oh, oh young Miami? When you bought <laughs> Miami, you bought young Miami the ring pop? I bought a ring pop and s. And then she bounced on you and, and left the country with Southside. Like a squirrel, huh? <laughs> I mean, but it's cool, though. I knew, I knew she had a dude. You know, I just be dipping and dabbing. I be maneuvering. I don't really care about none of that and stuff because she ain't care about it. So. We was vibing and stuff. You know, that's the homie, though. She from, she from the high, so it's like she could be with anybody in the industry. She still going to respect me because she know, like, like, I'm from the highs. You know about me. So it's like, you feel me? Did you, got, really, you really like Young Miami? 
that's the homie and yeah. stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I could, even if she on a date with her dude, I could call her. Tap, what's up? You know what I'm talking about? Was she you hurt? Was you hurt? Was you hurt? Was no, you hurt? No, no. She know I could get any, any girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, she know that and stuff. You're uh, not crying under that mask, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, we got more with Kodak Black. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Kodak Black is in the building. Charlemagne? I feel like somebody put you on to the law of attraction, and you realize that the energy you give out is the energy you get back. Yeah, I be, I be feeling that. Because, listen, one night I said some crazy shit in a song, and I had to do it, like, a few minutes later. And that shit, like, scared me kind of, like, I was like, what the f***? What you say in the song? Some crazy shit. What was it, Kodak? Tell us. Some shit. <laughs> You're not going to incriminate me. He's not incriminating himself. I ain't mad at you. So now you feel like you want to speak life. You talk about getting the money. Talking about living. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. What made you do interviews again? Because I thought you you weren't doing any more interviews. Because I kind of felt like I, my, our last Breakfast Club, even though I was, I, I just came in like, man, you know, I really ain't with this because people be trying to criticize me. Even though, like, even like when they be trying to act like they with you, they be sizing you on the low, like easing you on the low and ain't for that. But then at the same time, like, man, I want to show another side of, of me, like, my intellectuality and, like, crystallize, like, because people be thinking I'm stupid and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're stupid, but um, you you can't say you want to show your intellectuality side. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 that, that. Then, and, then I'm finna, and then I'm finna fade off. You fade off and shit. You know what I'm talking about? But well, that I, last interview went very viral. Yeah, it went viral. That really. Yeah. So mm-hmm. did you think it was funny, like, when you look back at it? I ain't even watch it. Uh, <laughs> but you saw some of the memes and everything. Yeah, I seen, I seen, I seen them and shit. They still go. using them with the ski mask. Uh-huh. Like real. Now, now we saw, we saw you having a rough time yesterday in the interview. What about that line of questioning pissed you off? See, listen, I knew y'all was gonna try to bring that shit up. I would curry that shit and say fuck that. I don't want to talk about that. Shit. But at the same time, <laughs> but listen, at the same I don't mind time, that this, 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 this an interview. So I, but like it was going so good. I felt like. People don't want to see this happy Kodak. Like, you think sometimes cool. they just be fishing for moments in interviews? Yeah, bullshit. You feel me? So why even do interviews anymore? Because I see you on IG Live and you talk directly to your people. So you're still getting right to your people. Man, listen. You know how much? Listen, my mama, my family, my people hit me up. Oh, I'm so proud of you. How you handle that? Oh, we know this. We know that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, bitch. You know, we come from this and all that. You feel me? Like, man, you know. I was proud of you, too. I was, pr- I was up. proud of you that you, that you yeah. growing up and you just said, you know what, I'll step away. I was proud of that. Because you going to put the police on me. Absolutely. And right now, you definitely don't need that. You don't need that. Not at all. Yeah. How'd you decide who you was going to work with on this album? Because you damn near on everybody's project. But I see on this album, you only use who? Lil Pump, Travis Scott, Offset, and Juice Squirrel. So why'd you decide just to use those four individuals? I saw, so I, when you was with Papa Keith, you, was it with Papa Keith? Mm-hmm. You said you didn't really like the records with Juice World and Lil Pump. Them. Like, you didn't really want to work with them, you said. listen... People still hitting me up right now, like, hell, man, yeah, we don't like you with these people. Like, we like you by yourself and stuff like that. But at the same time, see, that's that Florida mentality. But at the same time, I'm trying to get this money now. Like, you feel me? I used to be like that. Like, I don't want to see you artists. I ain't shaking your hand. I ain't trying to meet with y'all. No, I ain't coming to y'all studio. None of that stuff. But now it's like, I can't be. They're I got to get out of that, that, that ignorance. That, so that means you cool with, like, Don Q and they boogie them now? Because we saw you earlier this year. And you didn't have the nicest things to say about those brothers. They cool. They cool. Who do you consider your friends in this industry? Like other artists that you say. You know what? Nobody. Cause listen. Cause listen. Nobody. 
I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. I with Gucci. He with me, though. And I know Jeezy said he was mentoring you at a time. He wasn't mentoring me now. But he cool people, but he wasn't my mentor. None of that shit. Who was your mentor? See, when you think about guys like Gucci, see, we've been around a long time. So I remember when Gucci was the wild, reckless. The way they look at you now is how they would look at Gucci. Probably even worse. True. But look how Gucci's grown and evolved. So when you see that, does that give you inspiration? Like, man, that's what I could be. Because it's get different older. legends in this game. It's like, yeah. it's like, do I want to be a legend like DMX or Labusa or Gucci or Drake? Like, it's different kind of legends. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to, I want to keep evolving and. So you want to cut your hair one day and have the abs and all that bullshit. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Just watch, watch me grow. Watch me grow. You, you be wearing glasses, Kodak. Them prescription or those uh, for fashion? Yeah, you know, I'm illegally blind. Hmm? I'm yeah. illegally blind. Illegally blind. As opposed to legally blind. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's what the doctor said? Mm hmm. What that mean? Huh? What that mean? You illegally <laughs> 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 Yeah, baby. Kodak is crazy. Yeah. So, they, so you use them for reading? Mm hmm. <laughs> You think if you wasn't a, um, doing hip-hop, what would you be doing in life? Was there anything else you ever wanted to be? I'd be going, like, from state to state. Road running, doing truck truck business. Like a truck driver. Yes. Like you get your CDL license? Yes. Mm -hmm. Commercial driver license. I like that. <laughs> see, that's smart. I don't see that. Well, man, no, I, I can definitely see, see that. that. You know that driving Hell yeah, I can no, see that. Now, what, mm -hmm. what made you want to think that? Like, what would have made you want to do that when you were younger? I just loved the road when mm -hmm. I was young and stuff, you know? And the state come Where'd you go as a kid? Where made you love the road? State to state. He asking too many questions. If <laughs> 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 he, he asking yeah. too many questions, Kodak. Nah, he good. <laughs> now, when you was on Papa Keith too, you were talking about Triple uh, X, and you were breaking down the science and numbers in regards to like, I think his death and, and your birthday and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might try to play the lotto or uh, 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 some numbers off. <laughs> <laughs> you did the numbers on Papa Keith. I think it was like one. Uh, the eight, Capricorn, right? No, I'm a Gemini. What's, Gemini, what's okay, a Cap? Okay. What's that? I'm a That's Capricorn. January. Slow down. Hey. <laughs> so you look at you look at the science and numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. You play lottery? I damn sure do. So all that money you got, you still want to win the lottery? Man, listen, damn right. Man. How man. much you spend at a time? Like you go in and buy how man, many listen, tickets? Listen, I shouldn't even say that because people gonna try to start playing the lottery now. <laughs> But listen, everybody play yeah, the lottery. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna start. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen though, I win this winning. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I, I might still be rapping though, even if I hit the lotto. But I don't think I should say, "Oh yeah, I won the lotto." I'm gonna just still be rapping for fun, just saying anything. I might just get real disrespectful. <laughs> I think you'll still rap. Cause you said I, I'll I, get real disrespectful. I saw something. I forgot what video it was, but I posted a video of yours, and I said, man, Kodak really talented. Like, I think you really can rap. So I think you would still rap. Yeah. I don't feel like you win this just for the money. Yeah. And say whatever the hell you want and be like. Nah, I ain't gonna, I, I'm lying, Lord. I ain't gonna do that. Cause he's gonna <laughs> like, you know what? Now you ain't gonna win. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. I'm gonna vibe. All right, we got more with Kodak Black when we come back. Let's get into a Kodak Black mini mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Kodak Black mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Kodak Black is in the building. Charlemagne? Did you and Master P ever fix y'all's situation up? He was trying to be a mentor one time. No, it's just like everybody be about bull right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my ski off for this. Okay. And say, okay, somebody like older than you, right? 
they gonna feel like I ain't finna give you all the game because if I give you all the game, you ain't gonna need me no more. You think it's not genuine? Right, it won't be genuine. Because some people are gonna be like, oh, I'm not in it for the money, but turn around and, and be on some money. Sh-. Everybody wants something. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanna use you. But it's about who you gonna let use you. And I think Pete was saying, I don't remember correctly. But I don't need for me to talk about it. Let's flash back to when Master P was on here talking about uh, Kodak Black's lawyer on The Breakfast Club. He just got a lot of people around him he got to fix. And I feel like doing this thing, we'll maybe we'll get a chance to expose like these attorneys. These people getting bread off, you don't even see it. You can't see the contract, you can't see nothing. I feel like, oh boy, when we had the little back to school uh, giveaway, and supplies and stuff. I think I think he tried to turn us against each other. I don't even know where his money comes from. So I don't know who came and say, "How am I trying to get money from him?" If I don't even know where his money come from, you know, I, I bet you still know where it come from. You know, everybody try to conquer and divide. I love my my music lawyer. You know, he ain't trying to steal nothing. Who's that? Theo? How can, Theo. How, how can you guy, trust him so. though? Now, huh? I, I think sometimes we put more trust in white people than we do our own people. I ain't gonna lie. Listen, listen. I ain't gonna lie. How about I was saying I was saying that one time too though. You feel me? Cause it's like I ain't got no manager. I I I, I never wanted a manager because I feel like I could fire you. I could tell you get from around me anytime. I ain't gotta go through no paperwork, mm-hmm. none of that shit, right? But it was like a dude who was like who was around and shit like that. You feel me? But I kind of gave him more chances than I than I give like like my own people. Mm-hmm. Other people I don't even put up with that. Like right. once you busy dead, you feel me? Cause somebody like P with the experience he got and probably the things he could teach you. What's wrong with paying him a consultation fee? Because you ain't got no problem paying the white man that. I'm, man, I'm cheap, man. I don't be trying to... <laughs> hey, but listen. But, but, but at the same time, though, it's like, the, what throw me is like, how you gonna how you gonna say, okay, it ain't about no money, but turn around and be on some money shit. Throw me. It did. It, it wrapped you the wrong way. I feel way. what you're saying. I, I mean, I get it. If he, if he said then it's that. Some, then, it's, then it's some other stuff. I ain't gonna lie, though. I should break it down because he tried to... I ain't gonna lie. He tried to kind of, like, spray me, like, mm-hmm. try to act like, oh, I don't know about my paper... I, I got my I got my sniper game contracts in my book bag. I walk around with it like I, I'm a CEO. Like you know what I'm talking Why about? Why you walk around with the contract? You can have it. I have it. I have it. Places yeah. I got other copies. I just got it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Why you reading it, trying to learn it? It's mine. It you yeah. feel me? <laughs> Put up. Yay! Like I don't know, man. But somebody got to teach you the business, though, Kodak. Like, I know. Especially if you ain't got no manager. You right. So who do you trust to teach you the business? God. Cause he I ain't gonna lie. Cause I I feel like I ain't gotta go through what like like other people other people like they. They be in the game like 15 years and have to learn about they been getting mm-hmm. You feel me? I feel mm-hmm. like God ain't gonna have no crazy people around me like that. Would you hire a manager if you met somebody you thought was? Gonna- I ain't gonna lie, I'm talking to these people right now and stuff though. For the next level. Some some people. Some people. I see you got Gucci Poochie here. Yeah, Gucci Poochie, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. Hey. So you trust that because he's from Florida, he's black? Yeah. Poochie been around. Right. Yeah. yeah we ch- we chop it up, we vibe and I know Gucci ain't tell you it ain't about no money. Nah, he ain't he, he, he ain't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, cause it's like ain't ain't nothing, ain't nothing free. Like right. how you yeah. cause, cause like people be like, okay, yeah, man. And then I don't know, like ain't ain't nothing See, free. That's what I think Pete was trying to say though. Cause Pete, you gotta pay for time at the end of the day. Yeah, then I don't want you no free shit, But at the same time, don't come off talking like that and then try to turn around and stuff. He's and saying then, don't like, say it's not yeah, about the money you. and yeah. then And then he it talk is. like he talked like yeah. See, I feel like that, that that's police me running on the radio trying to like tell like, He's still an OG though. I mean, right. ain't you nothing. still respect yeah, that. Yeah, you gotta respect. Man, this child kind of like get over like on a back to school drive. Like, yay! Yeah, what happened with the back to school drive? I remember. I don't remember. I, remember, I, remember, I, remember, I don't remember. Yeah, like trying to. This a back. Like, yeah, man. Like, mm, he got in.
feelings and all that bullshit. Like, man, homie, like, stay where you at. Oh, I remember right? that. He, t- he told, he, he said that you came to him and asked him to do it back to school drive. Matter of fact, let's, let's, let's play what Master P said when he was here on The Breakfast Club. He came at me with the book back thing, said, let's, let's do the book back giveaway. So, you know, I mean. And you still did it? I still did it because I'm about here. I put my name on it. So we had the, the book back thing. And Kodak said, no, big dog, I want to do Jan Sports bags. Cheap as I found Jan Sports was $30 a bag. It's 1,500 people at, at the school over there. That's 45 grand. But I told Kodak, I said, man, just send me 15. I already had brought the bags already. I said, well, just send me 15. I just wanted to see. Because the dude was like, oh, no, I could get it for nine. $9 with Jansport? It, it wasn't that, though. It's some regular... I'm doing a back-to-school job. This is my this, this, this my section. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You just know the people. Like, you feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm paying for it. You feel me? But when you send a quote, I'm like, man, this shit look... It's going to be full here? Like, it's going to be, like, like games and shit too? Oh, no. Nah. That's the extra woo-woo. So I'm like, I am going to go through some other people, and they going to have games for the people at the back-to-school They going to have food, hot dogs, all that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It's way cheaper than what you was just charging for book bags and pencils. So now when I got my own people and I'm paying less, now you ain't even coming to my back to school drive. You right. feel me? But you go on the internet, you don't tell them that. I ain't even say that. You know what I'm talking about? You spread on some shit like mm-hmm. I don't know about the business. You feel me? I ain't finna let you get over on me about no back to school drive. You feel me? So what? You feel me? I don't care about your rep. You know what I'm talking about? Then he come, he come to my side, he come to my section and shit. And still, like, he, like, I guess he probably grew like a little school that I used to uh go to, you feel me? And he gave away, like, little book bags over there. And then, when I try to do my back-to-school drive, police shut it down. But Why? the judge already say, okay, Kodak could, Kodak could come around here and, 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 and do that, you feel me? Because I'm on house arrest. The judge say, uh, Kodak could, could, could he come. He got permission. He, Kodak got permission. Got permission. Right. So now, when I, once I pull up to my hood and Police like, man, we got a restraining order on you. You can't come out here. Bitch, you you get out the car, you going to jail. All of a sudden, bruh out here. I don't know. That shit is crazy. And I feel like, man, I don't That's something y'all can work out in the future, I'm sure. I don't feel like that shit, baby, feel like. Sound like that shit, feel like, man, it's some police shit going on. How are you staying in good spirits with, with, with all of the charges and stuff you facing? Because I don't see that, you feel me? It's like, ain't nothing worse than death. But you don't want to go back to jail either, though. I don't, and, and, and I don't think I'm going. I don't think that's in my future no more. I think I did enough for that. Like, I could have just stayed in jail. Why, why Why? even let me come home? Keep walking in purpose, man. You got a Absolutely. purpose out here, man. And don't be afraid to express that yeah. You know what I mean? But start wearing condoms because we... We know we don't want you to we don't want you to survive no jail. We don't want you to survive death. But you know, go out, go out because of that. Uh, uh, none of that. How many kids do you have? I got one just son. One. Okay. Yeah, I got one son. She just hit you for some child support, ain't it? I pay more child support than Rick Ross. I know he got more money than me. How much you pay? How much you pay a month? Forty two hundred. No. Yay. And you, and I know you take care of yours. Why right. you don't go back to court and try to get that reduced? I'm gonna try to see about something. That's, but you be on social media and they see you with that money and they with see you with money, all that jewelry. That money, yep. That's what that is about. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> this, man, listen, this is Atlanta record stuff. This ain't my money. These, these people let me hold it for the videos, for all that. This is not my jury. But they check your accounts when they do the child support Absolutely. thing. <laughs> they, they, they know how much you get in the show. And that's your teeth. That ain't Atlantic teeth. <laughs> Dang. 4,200? See, that would, that, that would make me put a condom on, Kodak. I feel like if I get me some old babies out here, they might be like, see, nah, he he can't be paying for the two hundred for each baby. Y'all gonna have to split it. Y'all gonna have to make a decision. That ain't who me. splitting what? Oh my gosh. Me. 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 I don't know if that's a good. I don't know if that's a good way to think. 
So I've been thinking about that lady. Like, man, if I... <laughs> Y'all got to split these four to two. Or they might say, for each one, you got to pay 4200 because it got to be equal. Just get you a good lawyer that can get the payment to do. You got to go get married, like you said, and be monogamous. Yeah. Would you marry your baby mom? Monogamous. Hell no. That's going to go up to 5200 now right. that you said that. <laughs> yeah. well, hopefully Kodak sends us an edible arrangement in the beginning of the year or something like that. And you like got that. you a new little one now, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send you the bell. Thank you. You got you a new little one you on the phone with all night long, too? Yeah. yeah. You going raw? <laughs> Kodak said, Black, He already did. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Drop on the clues, boys. A little Kodak for pulling up. Nobody's excited. Kodak just landed Friday, man. Of course I'm excited. One time for little Kodak. All right. Well, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Kanye. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, this situation snowballed. Now, Kanye got a clearance request that was sent into him from someone in his camp, Free, from Drake. And he wanted a clearance request for Say What's Real. His friend Free said, do you want to clear? Kanye (sighs) posted it and said, this proves ish faker than wrestling. Still need that apology for mentioning the 350s and trying to take food out your idol's kids' mouths. For mentioning the 350s. And the song No No Stylist right here. Yeah, even a G, I told her don't wear no 350s around me. Now he don't want nobody wearing no 350s around him. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's a stab, man. He said, been trying to meet with you for six months, bro. You sneak dissing on Trav Records and texting Chris, talking about how's the family. Wait. Now he's, talk- uh, of course, talking about sicko mode. Check this out. Man, I crept down the block. Made a right, yeah. Cut the lights, yeah. Pay the price, yeah. Sick and think it's sweet. It's on sight, yeah. Nothing nice, yeah. Vegas in my eyes. Jesus Christ, yeah. Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like. That's what we like. Lost my respect. You're not a threat. Mm. So that's supposedly is uh, subliminal shots. What was the subliminal? Well, I guess uh, they live right down the block from each other. And there were some rumors that Drake had slept with Kim Kardashian and from the Kiki song, so he's talking about driving down the block, make a right, and then he said checks over stripes, obviously the Nike check over the Adidas. That's what's so corny. That is what's so corny about all this. They literally live right up the street from each other. They never like, see like, each other. They don't run into each other. Of course the they do. They live. They they go to homeowners meetings together. I'm sure. Now Kanye oh. goes on to say, "I told you I ain't tell Pusha about your son. It's all love, bro, bro. But don't play with me. You stay too close to be playing all these industry games, sending purple emojis when I'm dealing with mental ish. I need my apologies <laughs> now. Not through Scooter either. Not through Travis. Not the purple emojis. Now he goes on to talk about a." A lot of diff- there's a whole barrage of tweets that happens after this. He said, buying first two rows at Push the Show got me hot, bro. Stop this already, bro. You're getting people hurt out here. And over what? And then he said, Drake finally called. Mission accomplished. By the way, not cleared. I ain't gonna front. Kanye sound like one of those girls who you've been <laughs> igging for the longest. Yep. And so, like, to get that, get the guy's attention, you get on Twitter and start talking all crazy. Crazy. So they gotta call you up just to be like, "What, mine? What's wrong with you, mine?" I'm sure Drake didn't sound like that. I'm, I'm, Mine. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure he didn't Now, all like Drake that. did was respond by just posting laughing, crying emojis, and that's it. He said nothing. Was it the purple crying emoji? No. Oh. It was just the crying face emojis. Okay. Now, Kanye still didn't stop after that. 
He said, so Drake, if anything happens to me or anyone from my family, you are the first suspect. What? So cut the tough talk. Because he's saying Drake called and threatened him. No, I mean, I can understand with the fake patois, you know what I'm saying, how that can come off as threatening. Come on. Man! Man. Come on. Kanye Man. also said the kid he had run on stage at Push's concert is in critical condition. He says, I got a family and kids. 6 9 is locked up. XXX is dead. The kid that ran on stage is in the hospital. Everybody knows somebody. Why are you putting yourself in, in, in the lane with those young kids? Like, this Kanye, you're 40-something years old. You should know better. Like, you should be able to avoid those kind of things. I mean, none of us can avoid, can avoid death, but come on. And then he goes on to tell Drake, you trying to be a bully. I've never been bullied in my life, and I never will be. That's why I made it this far in a pink polo. And he shot some uh, shots at Travis Scott, too. He said, um, how you going to be on Trav's song, Coming At Me? Trav should ha- never have allowed that. Isn't that why Drake is yes, mad at Kanye? Because you did that with Pusha T? <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you what's going on. And then Kim jumped in. You got to get to the Kim part. I will. He said, Drake, I'm not going to physically fight you like it's MTV boxing. And then he said, I used to bring Travis MTV with me. MTV does boxing? Everywhere. Celebrity boxing match, I'm sure. With me. I'm an inspiration to both him and Drake. I heard Drake have more bars dissing me that were removed. Travis, my family, and let this, I don't know what a Met is, but he said, let this Met throw sneak disses at me for clout. Kanye West is jealous of Drake. Kanye West is jealous of Travis Scott. He's jealous of all the success that both of them had, had have had this year. He's upset that Drake dissed the 350s because that's his bread and butter, and he know Drake, Drake can make Taking those sneakers less cool. Taking food out of his cool. kids' mouths. Now, Kim Kardashian did respond. She said, at Drake, never threaten my husband or our family. He paved the way for there to be a Drake. My husband is the most brilliant person, the most genius person that I know. He has broken so many boundaries, everything from music, stage, design, fashion, and culture, and will continue to change the world. I bet you Drake just called and just breathed on the phone, but he was breathing in patois. And he took that as a threat. Sing. I don't know what kind of threat yeah, Drake could have potentially Maybe he started doing issue. karate. <laughs> I'm in here doing Jamaican patois. That was, bad. That was Jamaican patois. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You wasn't. guys are insulting to the whole culture. Oh, and yours was <laughs> Oh, but Drake's not? We're insulting the culture, but Drake's not. Mon! Mon, yad. Okay, anyway, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Lot of mercy. Let's strip it. Shalaman! Yes. Who you give your donkey to? You know, I was going to give it to somebody else, but now after hearing this Kanye West thing, I, it's, it's lamer than I thought. So I think that Kanye West needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a little word with him this morning. All right. We'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Philo is the best way to watch TV, live or on demand. More than 50 channels you love, like VH1, BET, and of course, Revolt. Best part? Philo is just $20 a month. Find out for yourself with a free trial. No credit card needed. Text BREAKFAST to 74456. You are a donkey. I'm a fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You have to make the judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. It's a breakfast club, bitch. Mm. Who's donkey of the day today? Let's let the spirit move me this morning. Uh, donkey of the day for Friday, December 14th goes to Mr. Kanye West. Uh, my guy, I'm wearing Yeezy. Which ones are these, Envy? Which are these? Uh, those are not 350s, those are 750s. Okay, I'm okay. wearing no, 750s. I thought they were like 700s. Well, I don't know, they're 7 something. I'm wearing Yeezys. 
Yeezy 7 something. I'm wearing Yeezys that got a number right now. Mm. Okay, now if you missed it yesterday, Kanye went on a Twitter rant via social media, and I tried to ignore it, but he sounded lamer and lamer with every tweet. Now, let me give you the gist of what he's upset about. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know the gist of what he's upset about, but it's all centering around Aubrey Graham, commonly known throughout the world as Mon. And the other 700, sorry. Okay. Now, I'm not reading all these lame-ass tweets because he literally posted like 100 of them. No, literally. Literally posted like 100 tweets. One tweet says, Drake called trying to threaten me. Kanye tweeted, there would never be a Drake without a Kanye West, so never come out your mouth with a threat. Kanye allegedly talked about Drake getting people hurt at concerts, in particular when people uh, rushed the stage at Pusha T's concert in Toronto last month. Or where one person was stabbed and critically wounded. I didn't know that. Mm. Uh, so Kanye mentioned that and said, so if Drake, anything happens to me or anyone from my family, you are the first suspect, so cut the tough talk. He also accused Drake of sneak dissing him on records uh, on Sycamore. Don't we have that clip? Let's hear it. Oh, man, I crept down a block, made a right, yeah. Cut the lights, yeah. Pay the price, yeah. Sick and think it's sweet, It's on sight, yeah. Nothing nice, yeah. Vegas in my eyes, Jesus Christ, yeah. Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like. That's what we like. Mon. My respect. You're not a threat. Mon. And he got mad because Drake dissed his uh, bread and butter, uh, you know, which is his sneakers right now on French Montana's No Stylist. Can we hear that? Yeah, keeping it G. I told her don't win no 350s around me. Also, Kanye is conveniently back claiming he has mental health issues, which is very apparent to everyone, and I really wish he would get a handle on it. Uh, Kanye said Drake was being disrespectful to all people with mental health conditions, so this is an opportunity for growth. Kanye tweeted out, no more fake playing with people's lives, kids, and mental health. This is so strange to me because literally when Kanye was in the White House, he said that he wasn't bipolar, he was misdiagnosed, he actually had sleep deprivation. So that's why he wasn't taking his meds no more. We all knew that was BS and Kanye was in denial about his own mental health struggles. But bruh, don't bring this up as a pillar to stand on in a rap beef. Don't weaponize your mental health struggles to make it look like Drake is bullying somebody with mental health struggles, okay? Drake has an issue because you be doing sucker shit. All right, Kanye also went at Travis Scott. He said, F that sickle mode song, family first and always. Then he said, I actually like sickle mode, but I don't like that it was all sneak disses. Kanye tweeted, Travis, my family and let this Met throw sneak disses at me for clout. Did he mean Mon when he said Met? I don't Met? know what Met. I think he meant Mon. Uh, then, in, then in one of his <laughs> tweets, what? then in one of his tweets, he posted F clout, and no artist should ever diss me for clout. Period. Okay, I, I can't read any more of these. All right, listen. Here's my diagnosis. Uh, Kanye West sounds lame as hell. Like, like no one man should have all this corny. All right, first of all, Kanye and Drake literally live right up the street from each other, like literally. They would probably go to homeowners meetings in the neighborhood if they had time. All right, I've been to Kanye's crib. I've passed Drake's crib to get there. Same thing with Travis Scott. Travis is damn near Kanye's brother-in-law. You can't send out a tweet that says, F that sickle mode song, family first and always, but diss your so-called family in the process. All right, what you saw in this Twitter rant was a fragile, broken, bruised ego talking. Kanye West is jealous of Drake and Travis Scott. All right, it's the end of the year. People having these best song, best album, best artist debates. Kanye put out a lot of music this year. And the culture wasn't really vibing with it. I mean, Tiana Taylor album was great. I loved it. I really enjoyed the Kids See Ghost album with Cuddy. Ye album was cool, but it didn't have no impact. And Nas's album was mid-grade as hell. Only album Ye was involved in that's in the conversation is Pussy T's Daytona. Everybody's like, yo, that's an album of the year. I, I got it in my top two, okay, between that and Victory Lap. And, and Kanye really don't get credit for that. Meanwhile, Travis Scott and Drake with Astro World and Scorpion dominated the year. Easily two of the biggest, biggest artists of the year. Would y'all agree? Huh? 
Mm-hmm. And, and Sicko Mode, Sicko sure. Mode is probably the biggest song of the year. Even though I think it's Little Duval Smile, bitch. But if we talking numbers, it's not even close. It's Sicko Mode. So I simply feel Kanye is jealous and envious of the monster year Drake and Travis had. Far as Drake and Travis making threats to Ye, that's ego too. Yeah, you on Twitter talking spicy, and Drake probably told, yeah, I'm going to come see you. I'm going to come down the block, make the right, and we're going to fight on sight. Let a mon or two fly. All right? Travis probably making threats because he like, when I drop Stormy off at, my, at her grandma's house, I'm going to slap fire at you. That's just testosterone talking, and testosterone can be taken as threatening. All that toxic masculinity going back and forth over phone and text, it's not going to be like that when y'all see each other in the face, okay? But I can see how Ye would take that as a threat. But Ye, that's your fault. You can't call for positive vibes and positive energy after you put out so much negativity via tw- via your Twitter timeline. And how in the hell are you going to complain about Travis Scott letting Drake dish you on sickle mode when that's one of the exact reasons Drake is mad at you? Because you produced Infrared, the record on Push's album where he was getting that Drake. Come on, man. Kanye tweeted out in reference to Drake yesterday, our boy is lost and confused. No, Kanye. Drake isn't lost and confused. You are. All right, this has nothing to do with Drake threatening your family. This has nothing to do with sneak disses. This has to do with Drake being the hottest artist in the world, Travis being one of the hottest artists, artists in the world, and you being jealous of their success. This has to do with Drake dissing your sneakers because that's your bread and butter, and you know if Drake makes your sneakers less cool and people stop buying them, that's taking food off your plate. Drake and Travis out here on the top of the charts, and Kanye West, an icon, a legend, is out here doing Twitter rants like a new nigga. Right? Kanye is mad because his once sons don't look up to him anymore. But the reason they don't look up to you is because of lame-ass Twitter rants like the one you did yesterday. You mad because they don't pick up the phone when you call? You say they should never dish you? Who are you? They men like you men. Sometimes your idols become your rivals. Travis Scott and Drake don't owe you a damn thing. So, yay, cut this monkey business out. You're embarrassing us. And stop accusing people of seeking clout. Because based off what I saw yesterday, the only person who looks like they chasing clout here is you. Please give Kanye West the biggest he all. I'm disgusted. Well, you'll never be on a Kardashian show again. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I will be. Okay. That means it's done already. Uh, no. no, I haven't done it again. I've only done it once. Okay. All right. Who cares? I'm just joking. All right. All right. Anyway. More exclusive Yeezys? There you go. I'm going to get those two. All right. Come on. All right. Well, now, when we come back, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Mark Lamont Hill will be joining us. My brother, Mark Lamont Hill. He just recently lost his job, and what we'll talk to him about that? all that. Mon. All right, that's Mon, ye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll kick it with him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Mark Lamont Hill. What's up, y'all? What's Welcome up, back, good sir? brother? Oh man, everything. Now, <laughs> you, you, you might as well get right to it. Yes. You know, uh, CNN fired you for speech they deemed anti-Semitic. Let, let's play a little snippet of what you said at the United Nations speech. Now it's 22, 22 minutes in total. So let's just play a little bit of it. I am profoundly interested in the plight of the Palestinian people as well as the broader ethical, moral, and political implications of their struggle for freedom and justice, as well as equality. We have an opportunity to not just offer solidarity in words, but to commit to political action and international action that will give us what justice requires, and that is a free Palestine from the river to the sea. So explain what happened. I laid out a criticism of the Israeli government. 
After you came from Palestine. After I came from Palestine. Mm -hmm. And after I gave that interview, there was some pushback. Some people were criticizing me. And then the next morning, I got a call from CNN. Mm -hmm. And they said that that the speech was not in line with their values. Mm. Mm. A lot of people focused on the last line of the speech where I said, free Palestine from the river to the sea. Uh, They said that that could be interpreted as uh, as a call to destroy the state of Israel. They find that that's an offensive term to the Jewish community, right? Uh, I haven't found that to be the case. Here's what what I'll say. Um, I think there is a small sector of people who have a particular politics about that that phrase. That's Mm -hmm. a lot more radical than what was in your speech. Right. And they were trying to say that that part of speech was like, like that was dog whistling to destroy Israel. And let me be very clear. I wasn't dog whistling to destroy Israel. When I say free Palestine to the river to the sea, what I'm saying is I want every part of the region to be free. It's, right. I, it means just what I said. You don't want people living under oppression. Exactly. Well, tell us what you've seen there because we, we were clueless. You know, you've been there more than once. You've, I've, been, I've, I've, I've been doing research there for three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a couple things going on. One is in the state of Israel proper, in the actual state of Israel. Mm-hmm. There are 20% of the Israeli population are Arabs. They, they designate them as Arabs. They're Palestinian people. They're people who have been there, and they're full citizens. And this is what Israelis will say, that Arab, there are Arabs there who live there. They can vote. They can do whatever they want. And that is technically true. They, are, they have the same citizenship rights on paper as, as, as the Israeli people, as, as, as Jewish brothers and sisters. The problem is, in real life, they don't have the same rights. There are more than 60 laws on the books in Israel that discriminate on the basis of people not of people being Palestinian or not being Jewish or, or not being this thing. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. There's something called admissions boards. And an admissions board is a group of people who can decide whether or not you can move into a neighborhood. And the criteria for moving into a neighborhood is whether or not you can keep the social and cultural fabric of the neighborhood. So what would that mean in Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine if when you buy in your crib in Brooklyn, and there's a group of people, white people, okay. who decide whether or not you can move in based on whether you'll keep the culture and social fabric of Brooklyn. Right. Now, if you look like them and believe like them and think like them, you're probably cool. If not, then you can't get well, nobody's going to actually sell you or rent you a place in that area. Exactly. Right. That happens now, though. Like, it if does. you are a black person and you live in a certain neighborhood, they're looking at you like, there goes the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> but imagine if it was the law. Yeah. yeah imagine yeah, yeah, if right. it was 50 years ago and it was the law again. They just, just two days ago, the Israeli Knesset, which is like their Congress, approved, two like, expanded that by 200 in the north near the Galilee. You, they can say you can't live here based on that. That's just one example of many. Mm-hmm. But that's what's happening in the region, right? And that's if you live in Israel. But most Palestinians don't live in Israel. Mm-hmm. They were expelled. More than 750,000 were expelled during the war in 48. They live in an area that is occupied by Israel. They have to, they have special IDs to be able to travel. They don't have freedom of movement. They If they get arrested, if I'm Israeli and you're Palestinian and we commit the same crime, I'm going to get seen by a civil court. as, a, as a, The Israeli will get seen as a civil court. The Palestinian will get seen in military court. The conviction rate... Of military courts, ninety nine point seven three. Wow. So it's over. So it's right. over. You get yeah. it. You get, it's over. Right. But it also raises the question: Is every Palestinian guilty, or is there something wrong with the court? Right. And my whole point was just to say, we need to address these issues as a human rights issue inside of Israel and outside of Israel. And so when I said from the river to the sea, I wasn't calling to destroy Israel. I was mm-hmm. calling to create a, a a new idea of what democracy looks right. like. And for me, democracy is one state. And it's not ruled by religion. It's not a Jewish state. It's not a Muslim state. It's not a Christian state. It is, in fact, a secular state. Some people want a two-state solution. You hear that term, mm-hmm. two-state solution. Palestinians over here, Israelis over here. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that in theory. You just pro- want equality. I just want equality. Mm-hmm. And the problem is we can't have two states because the, 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 the Palestinian side 
Israel is still building settlements on there. They're still expanding. It would be like if 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 me and you were sharing a pizza and we're like, yo, how are we gonna slice the pizza? This way, this way, this way. And as we debate how to slice the pizza, I keep eating slices. Right. At some point, ain't nothing left. <laughs> right. And, and so, you know what I mean? So so that's 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 the point. So I'm advocating for one state for everybody. I don't want any harm to happen to Jewish people. I'm just saying that we don't need a religious state to protect people. And you, at some point, you have to choose between a religious state and a democratic state. Were, were you surprised at CNN when you got that information that you would no longer be working there? Yeah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just got my house remodeled. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's their bias. That, was, that wasn't a huge check. <laughs> <No, laughs> Come on, stop. <laughs> CNN. Man, I'm trying to build a case. <laughs> so, so are you yes. seeking you seeking <laughs> 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 my case up. So yeah, that wasn't that much money. Yes, it was. <laughs> so are you seeking My children action? are hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing you're seeking legal action. I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm not, I'm not pursuing any legal action right now uh, for reasons I, I won't say on camera, but, I, and it's not nothing that deep, I, you know, uh, me and CNN are going to part ways, and I'm going to move on and, and find something else and think about other stuff. As long as they do the right thing. As long and as they do the right thing. And you're still teaching at Temple University. They're standing by, behind you and are saying, Are they standing behind you? So, I didn't think they, they were. They released a statement yesterday. They released a statement yesterday saying that they won't be firing me. That was mm-hmm. dope. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but they don't agree with what you said. But they condemn me. Now, here, here's the thing. I'm a tenured professor, and tenure essentially means that I can't be fired. Right. Hold on. Talk that talk. Now, so you can't be fired? <laughs> I want to be a tenured radio person now. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how do you work like how that? How does that work, that you can't be fired? This is the job. You know, that's the nature. But the, the logic of tenure is okay. so that you can have academic freedom. So typically what happens is you, you, there's a period where you're on the tenure track. Some schools is four years. Most schools is seven. At that point, uh, the, your colleagues, both at the school and around the w- country or the world, decide whether your your research or scholarship is sufficient enough mm-hmm. that to merit tenure. And if they vote yes, you get that. In addition to tenure, to higher levels like full professor, all that stuff. I'm tenured. I have a, I'm a full professor, and I have an endowed <laughs> chair. I'm literally the highest ranking professor at Temple University. And so they technically it shouldn't even be a conversation about it mm-hmm. but they decided to make it a conversation they decided mm. to say well what you did wasn't free speech it was hate speech really there was nothing hateful in my speech it was a criticism of the israeli government mm. second the river to the sea even if you disagree with my idea of a one state solution that doesn't mean you're trying to destroy anything there are people have been saying river to the sea for over almost 100 years and it's not just hamas it's not just the, the groups that they call terrorists that, that are doing this they all say it but what i'm saying is if i did harm if there were people who who felt that that was a harmful phrase and that it was offensive, I said I apologize. Right. So I, I I don't want any harm or any danger to happen. But we can't be in a moment where every time we criticize Israel, we're considered to be anti-Semitic. Everybody, all Jewish people don't think the same. There comes a point in your life and in your work where you have to take a principled stand and some people aren't going to agree with you. Right. I stand with a firm critique of Israel I stand on, on in solidarity with Palestinian people, and I also stand against anti-Semitism. Those aren't competing claims. You know what I mean? You can, you, can, you can love Jewish people and say that Jewish lives are not worth more than Palestinian lives, that Israeli lives are not worth more than Palestinian lives. And I can say also that everybody who criticizes Israel doesn't hate Jews, and, and I would hope that most don't. When I'm watching people being killed and maimed, and I'm, I'm watching this, there's no way I can see that and not speak out against it. Right. All right, we got more with Mark Lamont here. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Mark Lamont Hill in the building. You mentioned before you said the Nation of Islam was, was upset with them. Why were they upset with what you said? Well, the Nation wasn't upset with me. They were upset with a headline that came out that said, you know, Hill renounces Farrakhan and da 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 Farrakhan's anti-Semitic remarks, right. basically. Right. They were, right, and it was, a, it was an interview where somebody was asking me questions, and then they didn't write back what I said. And in fact, the headline didn't even match the quote. 
But the problem is people don't... Right. They don't read the whole article. They, they read the headline. They, they read the headline. Right. And then they decide the headline is what they happened. They read one line from a speech. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm getting emails, you ain't <laughs> Or, salam alaikum, you ain't <laughs> Right? And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, did you just read the head? I, I, I've been standing in this tradition my whole life. There is this weird litmus test that gets applied to Farrakhan and Farrakhan only, mm. which is problematic. Again... Do I have disagreements with the minister? Absolutely. Uh, when I met with the minister the day that they took that photo, mm-hmm. and um, other people were there, um, was I, I was there, right? Yeah, I didn't want to say that if you. Ain't. I don't care. I don't do that. I don't, well, snitch like on people. Like, <laughs> I took a picture too. Right, right. Other right. people were there. Right. But I'm just. I was like, other people were there. That was just cute. I've had the minister up here twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you were there. A lot of people were there, and it wasn't. We were listening to his album, so that was the context. It wasn't of, a secret black people meeting where what, we was tr- plotting on destroying the white man. Right. Right. That, that doesn't have to happen somewhere else. <laughs> that was another meeting. Yes. Exactly. So so. I met, and when we spoke that evening, we talked about many issues. And the first thing Mr. Farrakhan said to me is, brother, you are my brother, and I love you, and I know we disagree on many issues. Mm-hmm. And two of the key issues we disagree on, one was um, anti-Semitism, the, the, the question of anti-Semitism, what constitutes it, and, mm-hmm. and what the boundaries are. And the other thing was LGBT issues, right? And we could talk and we debate, but, the di- but, I'm, but for some reason, if you meet with Minister Farrakhan and you don't throw him away, then you're castigated in a way that doesn't happen with anybody else. I worked on Fox News for many years. No one ever said, why are you meeting, why are you sitting with Bill O'Reilly? Why are you sitting with Sean Hannity? Why are you sitting with Ann Coulter? Mm -hmm. No one ever said that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not comparing Farrakhan to them, except to say that if you're going to call, if you think they're extremists, well, I think they're extremists. Absolutely. So why, why is only one set of people untouchable? And why does every black leader have to ritually denounce Farrakhan in order to sustain a position? Mm, You know what I mean? That that doesn't happen to anybody else. Again, Minister Farrakhan is my brother. We don't agree on some issues. Mm-hmm. They try to say, well, uh, we make p- Republicans denounce extremist Republican leaders. Farrakhan's not a Democratic leader. Mm-hmm. Farrakhan's not a Democrat. Farrakhan's not a liberal. Minister Farrakhan, on issues of whether it's gay marriage, whether it's self-help, I mean, these in many ways are far more conservative and right-wing messages Absolutely. than they are left-wing messages. Mm-hmm. Minister Farrakhan doesn't operate in a political tradition. He operates in a spiritual and, re- and religious black nationalist tradition. Mm-hmm. I, this isn't about Minister Farrakhan's ideology. The question is, why does he get positioned as the brook of fire through which everybody has the past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying that the whole idea of it is absurd. I oppose anti-Semitism. I oppose uh, homophobia. And I oppose rampant capitalism. I oppose patriarchy. I oppose transfer. All these things. And whatever traditions are supporting those things, I'm going to push back and challenge. But in a black tradition, I ain't got the luxury of throwing people who love us away. Absolutely. We can't do that. What we shouldn't do that. What about people who support Trump then? Because, you know, we, we, we want people to denounce mm. Trump. To what extent do I want people to denounce Trump? I want—I I don't necessarily want people to denounce Trump. I want to know what people's politics are. Mm-hmm. Trump is just a proxy for that. The other thing is, I didn't vote for Minister Farrakhan. Right. I didn't vote for these other people. We can have a room full of black people mm-hmm. that look at the world differently. And we can still love each other, support each other, and move toward a project of freedom. Let me be very clear, though. There's no project of freedom that I want to be a part of mm-hmm. that doesn't liberate disabled people, that doesn't liberate the elderly, that doesn't uh, liberate... Uh, queer folk that doesn't liberate trans folk like for me that's all part of the project and all black lives matter and we have to include all of them so even as i'm pushing back and debating with people some things are Mm non-negotiable but the conversation we can have and we can keep going especially if i know you love us that's that's what matters to me where where is the black people's anti-defamation league and 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 and, because we need these organizations to come to your defense in times like this we we absolutely do and i think that's a there's a question of a bigger question around nation building. Mm-hmm. You know, having our own institutions. 
that that's the key. But for me, it's less a question of how can I be defended when I get thrown off of a network for something that I think was unfair, and more is how can we create spaces where we have our own voice, where I, where we can't get thrown off all the time, right. we can't get right. thrown away so easy. That because that's the point. Because at some point, everybody has a politics, and no institution is going to give you space to articulate a vision of the world that's going to undermine their power. Yeah. So at some point, we got to create those things for ourselves. Why don't Why don't you think they do that? I, Scared to lose their job. The black people on CNN have showed me love. Right. Um, and they've been um, as passionate and as committed to making moves as, as I could have expected. And I and I mean that with, with, with... I would say all except maybe one person didn't do what I thought they should do. Who's that person? Uh, you know, but... but, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but, but everybody else has been... Has shown so much. I mean, Angela has, has, has been a rider. Man. You know, Angela like, don't care. Angela yeah. be hanging out the car with the gun ready to go. Exactly, <laughs> and, and, I, and I love her for that, man. And and that's the thing. Like, you, you gotta love freedom more than you love these jobs. Mm. You know, you got to. And if you don't, then what you in this for? Man, I saw a quote yesterday from James Outcher. Let me. I want to read it to you real quick because it was so real, homie. He said, um, "If you can't walk away from a negotiation, then you aren't negotiating. You're just working out the tam- the terms of your slavery." Exactly. <laughs> and that's real. Word. And sometimes we are a slave to a job because we need the money mm-hmm. or because we're addicted to the attention of it. Like, who am I without this job? Right. Y'all know people like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, they have no identity outside of being the person that gets recognized. You know what I mean? And and if that's your whole goal, that's the end, then then you're a slave. It's the mentality, though, that we've been raised upon. You know what I mean? And that's part of the problem. That's part of capitalism, too. Mm-hmm. Is it? That your sense of self is measured by how much stuff you got. Mm-hmm. Now, for you, I'm sure, or maybe not, but have a lot of people been reaching out now. Mark Lamont Hill is available. Um, so are, do you have a lot of news outlets trying to get you to come yeah. there, or has it been? No, it's been it's been an interesting mix. I've gotten calls from from a, a bunch of networks, mm-hmm. actually. So I have a lot of projects that I'm doing, and I'm just interested in doing other stuff, too. You know? Basketball-wise reunion? Come oh, on. you know, that's, 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 that's the height of it. <laughs> that's that moment where you just got to be like, look, I just needed to get that. I just needed to check. But we, you know, we support your pen on, on anything well, and everything. Uh, yeah, I do want to always give you this outlet. Yeah, we uh-huh. know your voice is necessary. We know you're not hateful towards, you know, uh, Israel or any other group of people. Correct. So, so how know. do people support Mark Lamont Hill going forward? I want people to not support me, but support these causes. I, people can support me by reading international news, or by supporting ideas. Well, definitely we'll do you at the book club again. Yes, I love doing it. You, you do this book club, and you, you, you rep the New York Public Library, right? Yes, I'm an ambassador for the New York Public like, Library. That's what we need to be doing. Celebrities, if they if we could get back, and I know we got to run, but like if we could just get back to books again. Mm-hmm. Do you feel comfortable at Temple? Now that you know that they have condemned your statements? He has tenure. He's fine. But still, yeah. do you feel comfortable there? <laughs> comfortable? Um... I, I, I hope that cooler heads will prevail and we'll be able to have mm-hmm. some peace and some, mm-hmm. some dialogue. But the idea that I'm being condemned for my speech scares me a little bit. Not mm-hmm. what it's going to do to me personally, but the idea that universities are condemning people right. for, 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 for their words. That's the place where they right. should be allowing that type of freedom of expression. Exactly. Even if you think I'm wrong and crazy, as long as, long as I'm not doing harm, mm-hmm. there has to be space to have that conversation. There has right. to be space to, ha- to have resistance. There has to be space to debate. And without that, again, we throw things away. We live in an age of disposability. So fa- how many times have you looked on the internet with somebody who we love and support will say one tweet or oh, one quote, and, and they cancel? Yeah. Right. I get canceled every year, Mark. I get canceled every month. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like... That should be. <laughs> and, and it's like, full, and, and, and then next, next week they'll love you again. But yeah. the idea that our first idea is to drag people. Even right. say, you want to drag them on social media. We're going to call them out. Don't call people out. Call people in. This idea of always throwing away history or throwing away people, right. throwing away bad ideas, throwing away contradictions, that's not what black people do. Mm-hmm. 
we have always loved America into a new sense of self and loved each other into a new sense of possibility. And if we start doing what they do, and by they, I mean people in power, we're no better than they them. They don't throw each other away, though. No! They throw everybody else away. They hold on to each other where they can be any, the worst possible crimes committed, and they hold on to each other. And then we vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want people to think you're anti-Semitic moving forward. That, I don't that's what, that's what I. That's the biggest... I'm like, yo, he's not anti-Semitic. No, and, and, and it, it, it's hurtful on a personal level because I'm not. But I also am not willing, in addition to that, I'm not willing to stop criticizing empire. Gotcha. I'm not willing to stop criticizing colonialism. Because if we stop doing that, then you know power wins. And if power wins, then we're all vulnerable. Maybe not us in this room, we'll be okay. But the rest of the world won't be. And we gotta fight for the rest of we gotta fight for the vulnerable. All right. All right, it's Mark Lamont Hill. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Hello. Let's get morning. to these rumors. Let's talk Gucci and Walker. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor well, if you guys remember, Waka Flocka had reached out to Gucci Mane via Instagram to try to heal their relationship. They were such a tight, fr- they had such a tight friendship for such a long time. They were like brothers. Here's what Waka said: If we ever had problems, beef, anything, I'm telling you right now, for me, bro, it's over. You know how to get me, big dog. You call me, nobody else. All right. Well, Gucci did respond uh, and let people know that they did actually come back together. We spoke one time after that. I reached out to him. You know, you know when him going on the internet like that, I reached out because I thought it was urgent. You know, I'm thinking it was something. I, you know, I'm like, let me reach out now because I want to know if you're reaching out like that, that publicly, let me call him. So we called and had that conversation. We got every, everything in the past, you know. Well, that's dope. That, that's that, that shows you that they have genuine love for each other because if Gucci didn't rock with Waka at all, he wouldn't have picked up the phone to say, yo, I thought it was urgent, so I wanted to see what was up. Because even if you and a person not friends, if y'all really got love for each other, when something goes down, you're going to be there for that person. All right, now let's talk about Kid Cudi. He is going to be on a Red Table Talk in an upcoming episode, and during the preview they released, he talks about his mental health struggles. I was really good at keeping my troubles hidden. And it's, like, scary because it's when you hear people say, like, well, I had no clue. It's sometimes, but I I let them know that it's not their fault. That's right. you know, it was me. You know, I I really went out my way to keep what I was going through hidden Mm -hmm. because I was ashamed. Yep. And he also said that he, uh, you know, was dealing with depression and suicidal urges, and he had to check himself into rehab. You know how many people uh, Kid Cudi has saved? You know how many people I know? who have told me that they didn't kill themselves because of Kid Cudi's music and because of Kid Cudi uh, talking about his experiences with depression. My man Pete Davidson is one of them. That's dope. All right, and J. Cole talks about how Logic, uh, I mean, Logic um, Logic talks about how J. Cole helped him as far as dealing with trolling and people thinking that he's corny. Now, he told Billboard that he had a phone call with J. Cole, and he said, I was like, it's just so effed up that people can think I'm this way or that way. I'm a good man. Why would someone talk ish about me? And J. Cole said, well, why do you care? And Logic said, why do I care that that person said my music isn't that good, that I'm a F boy or I'm corny or I'm a hype beast? Why does it matter? And J. Cole you said, are you corny? No, I write from the heart. But why does it hurt when someone says it about you? I guess it hurts because they don't really know who I am. Well, why do you need that person to really know who you are? Because I feel like if they know who I am, then they'll like me. Why do you need that person to like you? I guess I don't need them to like me. I just want them to like me. Logic should have said, J. Cole, you sound like a real F boy right now. Okay? <laughs> why, why you keep telling me how Stop, I, don't tell me how I should feel? Okay, but he's right, though. You know what I'm saying? You can't worry about the opinions of, of ghosts. These people don't even know you, but it's just an opinion at the end of the day. 
I just want to know why is our brain and I, I, why are our brains wired to focus on negative instead of positive? Like we can look at everybody saying good stuff about us and focus on the one person saying something negative. All right, at the end of the day, we're all never not going to agree with anybody 100%. So just focus on the people who are supportive of you and the people who aren't. I mean, bye. Yeah, and my therapist told me the technical term for that, the reason why our brains focus on the negative and not the positive, and I can't remember. I have to look at my notes. All right, well, I'm mm. Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. It's negative brain dissonance, consonance. Sounds like you have a negative brain. Constipation. I don't remember. Sounds like you don't come to me. Yeah, you got, yeah, it sounds like you got a lot of negative brain. Man, shut up. All right. All right, Revolt, we'll see you guys in the new year. I think Revolt is gone until January sometime. So Revolt, man, everybody upstairs, we appreciate you. Don't stop laughing, man. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what's crazy? Oh, boy. What did I just say about Gucci Man and Flocka? What? I said if somebody hits you and they say it's very, very urgent. Okay, yeah. Come back. Man. Somebody who I ain't been responding to in a while just hit me and was like, yo, please, bro, whenever you're free, please call me. It's very, very, very urgent. Oh, Christmas time? You know what that's about? That ain't working. All no. right. <laughs> The People's Choice Mix is up next. Is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Brought to you by Aquaman. On December 21st, join Aquaman on the epic journey to discover who he was born to be. The bridge between two worlds. Aquaman in theaters everywhere December 21st. Home is calling. Rated PG-13.